0: don't forget to subscribe and tell your family and friends about this podcast. And do leave us a comment on what you think. We'd love to hear from you. All the best always. Team Sunrise.
1: Time to play the 90-second challenge. Jigger scored three. We've got new contestants standing by. All the way from Walsall up in the Midlands, we've got Serene and the kids, Amman and Angel. Good morning.
2: Morning. How are you? You're right? Yes,
1: good thank you. Fantastic. Are you on your way to school? Drop the kids off? Yes. Yeah, good. I know it's one of those things that's gotta be done. And uh but anyway, it's a lovely, lovely day for it. It's gonna be thirty degrees down here. you're in Birmingham, oh, yeah. right? Birmingham, twenty four, you maybe twenty five. It's gonna be a lovely, yes. beautiful day. All right, ninety second challenge. Have you played before? Yes, we did. So you know how to play the game. All right, so brilliant. Yes. So let's do this. As I said, you've got to beat that score of three. Very, very achievable indeed, all right? So let's not waste any time. Yes. Let's do this. Let's play the 90-second challenge. The game begins in three, two, one. Question one. What is sog called in English? Sarg is called uh, uh, greens? No, it's spinach. Spinach. Oh. What kind of animal... Well, it could be great. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. What kind yes. of animal is the largest living creature on Earth? Uh, Big thing. You don't find just, in, I don't know. The, in the ocean. You find him in the ocean. Come on. In the ocean. Oh. The whale. The whale. Well, whale, whale, whale. Yeah, What well on? Is the 2010 film Action Replay, is it a science fiction comedy, a horror, or a biographical drama? A uh, biographical drama. It is a science fiction comedy, I'm afraid. What bird? Oh. What bird can swim but cannot fly? What bird can swim but cannot fly? Um. There's a, there's a chocolate named after it. A pick up, a, a pick up, a pick up, a, a, a pick up a penguin. It's a penguin. Penguin. Yeah, too yeah, late. Yeah, yeah. Who directed the 1975 film Surely? Uh, who directed it? Yeah. Pass. Pass. <laughs> Romare Sippy. Romare Sippy. Very famous. Uh, okay. In Finding Nemo, what kind of fish is Nemo? I oh, don't know. What fish is Nemo? A clownfish. It's a clownfish, yeah. Which five-letter word is attached to the end of many English county names? Five-letter uh, word. Five-letter Counting. Pass, 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 pass. It's, it's, a sh- it's a shire, shire, like, you know, Yorkshire, right? Okay, which Bollywood star raps in the songs from the film Gully Boy? Okay. Um, which, uh,
2: can you repeat it, please?
1: Yeah, which Bollywood star raps in the songs from the film Gully Boy? In the film Gully uh, Boy? V? Uh, yeah, uh, Ranvi's thing, I'll give it to you. I'll just, yes. Yeah, fine, you can have run-by it. Sing. You can have it. How many did you get? One, two, three, four. Oh, you barely made it. What is it? You're Four. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. It's up to you now. It's up to you. It's up to you. Up to you You've got two bonus questions. You got a bonus for one, right? You could win. Or, okay. You could win, or you could gain one, or lose one, right? Would you okay. like to do that? Okay. Yes, please. Okay. What song is sung more than any other song in the world? What song is sung more than any other song in the world? What song is sung more? Happy birthday Day to, to you! you. Yay. Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> all right, now, this is the dangerous bit. This is the dilemma, all right? You've got five at the moment, right? We've got a five-point five, yes. five point question for you, an extra question. Okay. It's up to you. You can stick and stay where you are with five, or you can take this one, and you, uh, you'll end up either with ten or nothing. It's, okay. It's up to you. What do you so want you to do? Go with uh, yes. Oh, yeah. You're in the mood for it? Yes. All right, yeah. fantastic. It's an audio question, all right? I want yeah. to know, who is this famous playback singer? Are you ready? Yes. Who is this famous playback singer? The
3: oh.
1: Who's that person? You're famous. You He's a famous playback singer. Come on. <laughs> Can you play it again? Yeah, play it again here. He's done loads of films. Michael Jackson. Yeah, you did yeah. it. It's Michael Jackson. <laughs> Brilliant, well yes. done. You got that. You are now uh, sitting with a score of 10. Fantastic okay. work, brilliant, yes. bale, bale. Right? Balibali. you, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Thank you so much for taking part Thank this morning. You. We and, had fun. Thank and, you. And, good, I'm glad you did. Enjoy the rest of your day off to school and work you go. Brilliant. There you go. That's a score to beat now. Score of ten. Can you do it? We'll find out tomorrow morning when we play again. The 90-second challenge.
0: You can catch Raj Guy and his funny humour weekdays on breakfast between 6am and 9am.
4: My name is Shabnam Sahi Welcome to the official Sunrise Radio Podcast I'm on your radio weekdays from 9am to 12 noon If you've heard the show, you know what to expect from it But here are some exciting, interesting Bollywood stories That you may have missed this time round Served up as part of our official Sunrise Radio Podcast Enjoy Mujil Aktaina, with Imtiaz Ali, success came to him in his first couple of films. And he was branded as this offbeat director, you know, who really knew how to give a fresh spin on the Takahua formula. Sometimes you're under so much pressure because your image demands you to be a certain way, and therefore, I think he. Kind of lost his way in Tamasha. That's what I feel. Another director who's, you know, who could be in serious trouble unless he watches his step. I think is Kabir Singh director Sandeep Reddy Vanga. Because unse bhi ab logon ne itni There is a lot of pressure for any man, right? Nonetheless, Sandeep Reddy Vanga is a man on the prowl, and we already know what his next shikar is. It is a film titled Animal. Now, we've got Anil Kapoor playing dad to Ranbir Kapoor. We've got a born-again rock star with salt-and-pepper beard, Bobby Deol. He looks so good. He is the villain and Pariniti Chopra as the leading lady in Animal. Now hoping to be the big the release next year. Isal next year. Animal promises to be the big budget commercial Dhamaaka that Bollywood desperately needs to make a strong comeback when circumstances permit, right? Because a lot rests on these big star, big budget driven stories. They are expected to lure us back to the big screen. But we have a career she's had three recent releases on digital The Girl on the Train, Saina and Sandeep or Pinky Farad. God knows she needs a hit now. I mean, enough of these arty, kooky, niche, experimental stuff, please Pariniti. You know, it doesn't always hit the spot. In a recent interview, Pariniti said, I'm really privileged and I'm honoured to be a part of Animal. I want to work with Ranbir. I've wanted this for a long time and I'm so excited to be just on, you know, be on set with him, to observe him, learn so much from him. And speaking about her director, uh, Sandeep Vanga Reddy, Says, Sandeep Rendivagha. She says, Ki I loved Kabir Singh and he's quite an interesting director. I've spent some time with him and trust me, Sandeep sir is about to make an amazing film. I'm very excited. But then she says that Animal is a film that demands the size and scale which COVID restrictions do not permit right now. We've got to have huge crowds in many of the scenes. Therefore, we need lockdown restrictions to be lifted completely before we can even dream of shooting. We've got a lot of time. Good. Work on the story then. Now I've got a fantastic story here. You know, wedding planners to the stars, especially when both bride and the groom happen to be known names, they usually end up being very stressed. Because showbiz ki jo shaadiyan hoti hai na, they feel the pressure to roll out the most glamorous events. It's almost like planning and executing a film shoot. Shaadi ki tayyari, shaadi ki rasme to door ki baat hai. Every detail is pre-planned meticulously. You know, for instance, the first official shaadi photographs, especially on social media, Who will share it first Will it be the bride Will it be the groom Will it be both At the same time Like Deepika and Ranveer Or will it be neither Will one of their PR guys uh, Post it on social media first you know what's the wedding-related hashtag that would grant them the most amount of attention? Which designer is on trend this season? Your Manish or Peacock looking very good. Or things like which Italian villa perched on a dreamy lake or a little barn conversion in the south of France would look the best on Instagram. yeah location na perfect. Now these are just some of the concerns that wedding planners to the stars end up grappling with, but you know what the man who planned Yami Gautam and Aditya Dhar's secret wedding Gitesh Sharma he got so lucky he was given only about 24 hours to <laughs> execute the plan in a recent interview he said that the wedding took place at Yami's farmhouse in Mandi in Himachal Pradesh over two days and he says that Yami's father contacted us 24 hours before he actually wanted all the stuff done for the Sangeet and the mendi. and he says that the Gothams brought their own family pandit from Bilaspur he says they were clear that they didn't want a lot larger-than-life, typical glamorous Bollywood wedding. Instead, they wanted the ceremonies to be conducted in a natural and traditional way and it they wanted it in their hometown. They got married in the front of a deodhar tree. The mandap was decorated with uh, marigold flowers and banana leaves and gold and white was the theme running across the decor. After the wedding, there was a small intimate reception in the evening with family members only. The mehendi was held in the courtyard and this was followed by a traditional lunch. How wonderful does that sound? Now, Bollywood's glam girl with the most beautiful hair ever, the uber stylish Mrs. Rajesh Khanna, talking about Dimple Kapadia, of course, she added another candle to her cake. Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday, right? And of course, her family, her friends, her fans, they couldn't stop raving about how Dimple Kapadia has played the showbiz game so far completely on her own terms. Have you noticed? She first burst onto the scene as a 15th. 16-year-old in Bobby. She then went on to take a ten-year break playing wife and mother because Rajesh Khanna didn't want her to act. She then emerged from the shadows in Sagar. Then she branched out into interior design and candle making and all the rest of it. And of course, she also starred in an eclectic mix of uh, commercial and arthouse films. You know, I was looking at some of the photographs of the birthday girl yesterday and oh my God, does she look radiant. How beautiful does Dimple Kapadia look? And Twinkle Khanna, her daughter, actually posted something rather weird. She said, you know, it's it's like my mum has aced time travel. It almost feels like she's traveling back in time when it comes to her looks in the same way that you would in a Christopher Nolan film. Of course, we know that Dimple Kapadia was in Christopher Nolan's last film, Tenet, which incidentally, I went to watch the preview of at BFI IMAX and I watched it with Tom Cruise without even knowing I was watching it with Tom Cruise. That is the biggest tragedy of my life. Oh, and film Tenet, लगता है कि I have at least, a small amount of intelligence I would like to think I could not make either head or tail of the plot somebody explained it to me later that apparently it is about this guy the hero Denzel Washington's son JD they call him John Donald Washington I think the hero traveling into his past to be able to rectify something which has yet to happen in his future I'm sorry what Nee, it's okay, it's okay. I'll watch Imtiaz Ali's Tamasha. I think even that would make more sense. You know, as the film industry springs back into action and meetings and pre-production activities resume in Mumbai, the Bollywood paparazzi got very excited recently to see Katrina Kaif and Ranveer Singh troop into director Zoya Akhtar's Juhu bungalow. Now this sparked rumors that they were indeed in a script reading they were planning a film together, definitely. Now Zoya Akhtar's partner at Tiger Baby Films, writer-director Reema Kagdi and Amitabh Bachchan's daughter Shweta Nanda, they were also present, which leads me to believe that it can are five friends catching up over lunch. Maybe it wasn't a script reading. It's not necessary ki people only to right? Producer Murad Khaitani, the man behind Bhul 2, actually the money behind Bhul 2, he has made it clear that the project is very much on. That too, with Karthikarian in the lead as originally planned, despite the world getting the impression that Karthikarian is Bollywood's biggest social pariah right now, being dropped from one film after the other like a hot potato. No, aisa nahi hai. Murad Khaitani says that, you know, I have mapped out a plan, and he says that we may not be able to shoot in a bio bubble right now. Because Mumbai is still in level three, and it is a slightly difficult process, we will wait for Mumbai to come down to level two and then plan the shoot. At the rate at which COVID numbers are going down, inshallah, Bhagwan ne chaha to we might be in level two within a few weeks. And then he says we will be building a set for Bulbulayya two in one of the studios once things return to normal, and we intend to complete the shoot in a single schedule. Bulbulayya two will feature Kartik Kiara Advani, Tabu, and Rajpal Yadav. It is going. To be a standalone sequel to Priyadarshan's 2007 cult classic horror comedy, Pool Pulaya. Standalone sequel, this sequel is koi matlab And if you remember the first it starred Akshay Kumar and, of course, the beautiful Vidya Balan. That was directed by Priyadarshan. the sequel directed by Anis Basmi
0: You can catch Shavlan Sahi, the ultimate storyteller, weekdays 9 a.m. to 12 noon.
5: Anushka Aurora. as always lovely to have your company for the Sunrise Radio podcast and this week I have another special guest on the show. Hi Suparan. Hi
6: Anushka. Hi how are you? I'm good I'm top of the world what's happening with
5: you? I'm good I'm so sure you must be on top of the world after Family Man season two has received I mean I don't know how to put it in words an incredible amount of feedback huh?
6: Oh, absolutely. The response has been absolutely overwhelming. I mean, it's, you dream of something like this, but, you know, it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's unreal. It, it's been really, uh, you know, it's been a time of just saying thank you and you know, expressing our love and gratitude to our audiences.
5: How lovely. So, and tell me, I mean, just tell me a little bit, firstly, how you got involved with this show in the first place.
6: So basically, Raj D.K. Uh, and I have been friends for the last over a decade since they came to India. And uh, you know, we've been discussing cinema, life, uh, politics, our worldviews, mm. uh, D.K. and I are neighbours, our kids are growing up together, going to the same school. And we have done a few things here and there, now and then. And then uh, in 2019, March, when they were editing Family Man Season 1, they called me and showed me a early cut. Mm. And said that we would like you to get involved with season 2 and uh, write it with us and then direct uh, it as well. And I saw it, loved it and I said I am on board and then we began writing. Uh Uh, By August we were ready, we started shooting and then September it is when the show released and well, it's been awesome since then.
5: That is amazing. Now, Sabudan, you know, seeing as though you've been very much involved with this show, um, you know, we saw initially we saw a delay in the release. I mean, you know, this was uh, uh, before, I mean, as and when Tandav, the controversy around Tandav was happening. I mean, was that the reason for the delay? I mean, did it worry you that, you know, uh, such a fabulous show like Dandav had received, uh, you know, this much of backlash? Were you guys kind of worried and this is why you delayed releasing Family
6: Man 2? Not really. See, here's the thing. Uh, We were just waiting for our show to come out very, uh, you know, with a lot of, uh, you know, we were waiting primarily to get the audience reaction because we knew we had something you know good on our hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't know how good it was or how much love it would get. Mm-hmm. But in you know, it's a curiosity where you are very happy with something that you've made with a lot of love and pride. Yeah, and you're just waiting for the audiences to kind of you know get their you know uh, watch it and tell us their reactions to it. Uh-huh. So that anxiousness, you're waiting, 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 and now you know finally it's out there, mm. and that's that. But the fact is this, uh, as a platform, uh, Amazon, we have always been very cognizant of the kind of, you know, uh, stories we tell. And uh, ensuring that, you know, tell them with our heart and soul, having a world view. And ensuring that they do not, you know, hurt any soul, uh, any anyone's, uh, you know, uh, anyone's feelings.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's quite good uh, for you to say something like this because it just shows how much confidence you have in what you have made. Uh, it shows confidence and it shows that you guys as a team know that you are giving us a uh, a, a great product, so there's nothing to be worried about. And uh, you know, the small section of people who who have kind of been offended, or they have, you know, somewhat tried to boycott the show because of uh, the Tamil side of things and, you know, with the character of Raji. I mean, did that bother you guys, or did you just kind of let it be once the show was released?
6: Be- we think for sure to release because they had not seen you know a single episode or you know anything of the show. Yeah. They only reacted to a trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And trailers, I mean, are meant to whet your appetite. They're not meant to read the whole story. Sure. So we were absolutely confident that once the sh- once the show comes out, all their questions will be answered. The world will love Raji, including the ones who thought they had some issue with it. And after that, everything died out. There's nothing to, there's really nothing to feel afraid about.
5: Yeah, I we completely.
6: From very objective point of view, we have not taken sides. Mm. We have... Uh, you know, written uh, Raji and her world with a great deal of love and care, and mm-hmm. yes, they're out there now, and
5: it all quite quite immediately. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you said, there's nothing to be offended about. I think it's a great storyline. Actually, I think the whole thing is perfect. I I don't think I can fault anything in that show. Uh, it's just honestly such a fantastic one. And I, what I d- didn't realize that uh, a lot of the show has in fact been shot in London. Uh, so you've got some really nice. Back- Backdrops of London, and and just tell me a little bit about when this was because I don't think like any of us knew or we were not aware that you guys were shooting here.
6: Yeah, we had a, about a weeks uh, shoot in London because uh, Bhaskaran and the government in exile of Governor uh, Mirilams is based out of there, mm-hmm. and Major Samir puts this plan into motion in London, yep. uh, where Sajid and he are based, and he sent Sajid from there back into India to put his personal revenge plan into motion. So, you know, uh, all that was uh, set completely out there.
5: Mm-hmm. Of
6: course.
5: And, uh, Subhan- and it great
6: shooting there. The weather was lovely. The food was lovely. The people <laughs> are lovely.
5: So I'm so glad. Um, and and let's talk about like season three. Obviously, season two was left on, on, on a little bit of a, not a cliffhanger, but, you know, um, a way that we want more. Uh, even season one was finished like that. Season two has now been finished like this. So um, explain how how and when and what the vibe of season three would be like.
6: Well, you know, more of Shrikan than his family and his troubles in season three. The kids would have grown up. Yeah. Oh, uh, you would have JK still pining for love
1: uh,
5: I <laughs> we need to find him is gonna come back someone
6: <laughs> you know uh, Zoya has lost Milind uh, she is uh, eventually going to heal uh, I'm not sure about Mr. Chellam. Chelum sir might just make an appearance oh
5: he was too good <laughs> he was yeah, too too so. good but I tell you who my favourite is Atharv he was just damn cute he was so adorable With these little one-liners.
6: Absolutely, and Atharv is going to grow up. Atharv, I mean, has been trying to play the damn instrument for now literally two seasons, <laughs> and even tried most of this season. So he, I think, will have something new oh, yeah. in the next season. So let's oh. see what games he's going to play. Driti has had to grow up in this season, you know, yeah, because of what she undergoes. Yeah, yeah, and that's going to create too, some interesting storylines, trajectory, uh, and stuff. And Shrikan Tehwari is going to continue the balancing act of balancing the country and the family together. Yeah, And hopefully he'll come out trumps.
5: It's honestly, this is such a, I cannot stress or I cannot tell you enough how amazing uh, this show has. And what is so beautiful about this show is that you guys have given um, a really nice storyline. Then you have the comedy angle. Um, You know, it's just put in and it's weaved in so beautifully together. Like I said, I can't fault the show um, uh, from... You, you, st- you. you start watching it and then you're like okay you might as well just watch the entire thing so a lot of people have binge watched it all in one go um, and it was so funny we were having this discussion on my radio show just uh, last week so I was actually we talk about web series and, and OTT platforms and films uh, quite a lot and I was saying you know I was watching a completely different show and when Family Man 2 released I was like let me finish that one show that I'm watching first and then I'll move on to uh, Family Man Season 2 but there was was so much talk around this show I stopped what I was watching before and I went straight to family man I was like forget it I need to watch this everyone is talking about it uh, so I just and finished it in what two days so um,
6: yeah that's been usually the response of most people they finish the shows in two days yeah and some of them have finished the show in one day Yeah, And that feels really good. I mean, we wanted to win binge on. I mean, what's the fun in watching one episode a day,
5: right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, fantastic. I mean, and I'm really sure, just like me, everybody is waiting for season three uh, really, really quickly. So hoping uh, that will, again, surpass expectations uh, that we have of this fantastic franchise. We are looking
6: forward to kind of, you know, getting in the room and, Writing it and then getting on flows and making it yeah. and bringing it to you as soon as possible. Yeah. It's a huge responsibility, as well as, you know, of course, time of sheer joy in her life when mm. we're like, making family Man.
5: So. Yeah, and I think the timing for both the seasons has been great because we had Family Man season one in the first lockdown. Uh, so then season two came, you know, at this time. Uh, where we,
6: Actually, we Man season one came before the first lockdown. It came on 2019.
5: Ah, okay, okay, fine. Um, so I guess, yeah. but it was good timing in the sense that, you know, people were at home and they were able to browse and watch it uh, in that sense. So, True.
6: and we were lucky that we started shooting the show before the first lockdown, although yeah. we ended the shooting in the first lockdown.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah I mean I, and and what is Manoj Bajpayee like to work with I mean on screen he just comes across as a He's phenomenal guy
6: I mean I think he, he is one of the greatest actors uh, in India yeah. or the world and mm. his dedication to his craft his discipline is something to behold the way he works at you know making a scene and that's a, I think that's his genius mm. he doesn't think about himself
3: mm. he
6: mm. always thinks about the scene and a scene involves you know various other actors and the whole graph of it so he works with the other actors to ensure yeah. the scene works and if that involves him giving away the lines to someone else or someone else taking the scene away from him then he does that because the scene has to work it's his basic law and he could make a t-shirt of it yeah and yeah. that's a dicta that he lives by and that really helps us mm. also of the most secure actors and the most giving actors and human beings, that i have met so it's been an absolute joy to kind of work with him again you know with the family man
5: Mm, for sure um thank you so much for speaking to us Um, it's been a great joy we have we've discussed family man too so much Uh, On the station, almost every day somebody will message me and say, oh, we started watching Family Man Season 2. So it's been really, really good. And I'm just so glad that you guys are churning out such brilliant content. And I couldn't be more proud. So thank you so much.
6: Thank you, Anushka. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And please uh, give a warm, you know, I mean... Thank you to all of you for yeah, tuning in and watching our show and sending
5: the love via you to us. So thank really, really kind of, you. Know, thanks a lot. Well. Extra, thank you. Thank you. Take care. And thank if you, you. are thank shooting you. season three uh, in London next time, please let us know so we can be on set as well. That would be honor. great. Absolutely.
6: <laughs> yeah. We shall absolutely do that. Thank yes. you. Good all bit. right.
5: Take care. Take care. Bye.
0: Listen to our Bollywood queen Anishko from 12 noon to 4 p.m. weekdays on Sunrise. This is Anila Dami on Sunday.
7: Let's speak to Conservative MP for Penistone and Stocksbridge, Miriam Cates. Good morning, MP Cates. Good morning. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Let's begin with the G7 summit. What do you make of Gordon Brown's comments that it was a missed opportunity to help poorer countries?
2: Um, Well, I don't think it is a missed opportunity. I think um, the vast majority of the themes kind of coming out of the G7 are very much... Uh, will help poorer countries in the world. So obviously the big the big issue that everybody's talking about is how we lead our global recovery from COVID. And that isn't just about those G7, our, our relatively wealthy nations. That's about strengthening resilience against future pandemics for the whole world. Um, and actually, you know, so much of the, of the things we've been talking about, the COVAX scheme that the UK has donated so much money to and many other countries, are absolutely about making sure that poorer countries get access to vaccines. We've seen the Prime Minister yesterday commit that everybody in the world should be offered a vaccine by the end of 2022. Um, So obviously the COVID theme was very much focused on the whole world. But also in terms of tackling climate change and preserving biodiversity, that's another big theme of the summit. Um, The leaders have been looking at how um, richer nations can help to finance some of the infrastructure projects that are needed in poorer countries so for trains for wind farms all those kind of things to help the whole world fight climate change to protect the poorer nature at nations against the impact of climate change so i think although it is a gathering of the, the world's richest nations we can't get away from that many of the scenes coming out are absolutely about how we can um make the world a more equal place
7: It is interesting. And of course, they have been talking about how much they're, specifically the UK and US I'm talking about here, how much they'll be donating in terms of vaccines to the world's poorest countries. Both the UK and US have pledged millions in uh, vaccines. Do you think, though, that perhaps while they wanted to be able to discuss looking at the future and how to combat other possible pandemics that actually the situation we're in at the moment some of the world's poorest countries still don't have vaccine supplies we're talking about a date of 2022 when we look at our vaccination program and it's been so effective but then we're hearing a date of 2022 actually they couldn't look as far ahead as maybe they wanted to
2: yeah, well, I think, I think that's a good point. We need to do both, clearly. I mean, now is the time to start learning the lessons and preparing for future pandemics. But absolutely, we can't forget about getting the, the COVID vaccine out to, to the whole world. But I think, um, of course, everybody wants to do it as soon as possible. But if you think about the infrastructure, the health infrastructure that we have in this country, a GP practice in every village, um, hospitals in every town, the kind of um, you know, uh, technology and, and, and software systems that we have, we can take an enormous volume of vaccines and get them into people's arms very quickly. That's very different to other nations in the world. And and even if we had enough doses right now uh, in a lab somewhere for everybody in the world, we couldn't physically distribute them into people's arms quicker than by the end of 2022. Just because the logistics of rolling out how the vaccines are stored, Mm -hmm. the number of healthcare professionals... So it's important to have ambitious targets. We must do that. We've also got to be realistic about the distribution as well as the actual uh, the vaccine itself. So I think we've got to combine those two things.
7: Um, It has all been really interesting and all the talks coming out of it have been really interesting. One thing that we were discussing in the papers is about the Brexit talks. How much do you think that the talks of Brexit perhaps might overshadow the friendliness, I suppose, or the want and hope for strengthening of ties between the global leaders?
2: Um, Well, I think certain newspapers have certainly overplayed uh, the amount that Brexit's been talked about in the the summit, but no doubt it has been
7: uh, a topic um, and, well, and a I controversial think, one. I mean, it's, it is it is yes. the sticking point, isn't it, Northern Ireland?
2: It is, and it's continuing to be worked out. And I think we saw Michael Gove yesterday saying that he believes he will be pragmatic, but that it's absolutely up to the people of Northern Ireland at the end of the day. And look, clearly, this is an issue that is difficult and is yet to be resolved. And you'd expect our world leaders to be talking about this. But I think mm. the purpose of the summit is really to build a relationship between our, our leaders so that they can work together on really important issues um, projects for the whole world and that's what they're doing so it would be, it'd be strange if Brexit didn't come up but my suspicion and of course I'm not there I'm not behind the scenes but my suspicion is that while it has been talked about it's certainly not dominated and it certainly hasn't taken the leaders off, off, off the focus of these major issues about Covid recovery and, and uh, tackling climate change
7: So one of the key messages that's come out of the G7 summit is that the Prime Minister wants to ensure that women are not left behind during COVID recovery. And I just want to give our listeners a bit of a background on this. So... um, Asked later about what the Prime Minister meant by rebuilding in a feminine way, the Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab told ITV News that one of the things is that girls are the last when it comes to education um, to get back into education. So the government have announced £430 million, a five-year pledge into the Global Partnership for Education, which is contributing towards the global target of getting 40 million girls back into school one thing that we saw during the pandemic is that the hair and beauty industry, a female-led major sector, was treated kind of, you could say, as a spare part. It contributes £30 billion to the national GDP per annum, but was one of the last sectors to open up. So I wonder what does he mean exactly by a more feminine world? What does that look like in practice? Well,
2: that's a very good question. I'm not not sure I I really know the answer. I suppose um in terms of the international commitment to, um, I think, uh, for the whole of the G7, £12 billion to girls' education over the next two years, that's massive. And clearly, uh, just as so many people in this, this country have lost their jobs uh, during the pandemic, many girls around the world will have lost their education. So it's absolutely vital that we get them back into school and also girls that weren't already uh, receiving education. That's so important um, for the future of the whole world, really. But in terms of, of, of building back more feminine... Um, I suppose what the Prime Minister might mean um is that as you said, we need to place just as much emphasis on the, the values, the interests, the jobs, the careers of women, um as we, we do of men. And you know, it's interesting what you say about the, the sector, the, the beauty sector. I mean there are very good reasons why that the, the beauty sector had to stay shut, sadly, and that you know, personal care, obviously the the proximity that you are to your client, all those kind of things. Although barbershops increased.
7: opened sooner than that.
2: Yes, but it, I agree, and it, it is difficult to, you know, it, can, it is difficult to justify in many senses. But obviously, you know, when I have my hair and it takes three hours, it doesn't take that when you're in and out of a barbershop. So, you know, I'm not trying to justify all the different rules and regulations. I think, you know, they've been picked over, but it is certainly true that the beauty industry did suffer, and there are big campaigns to try and get it reopened. Mm. Um, uh, but I, I don't think it was as a result of not valuing that industry. I think it's very much just down to data and public health modelling and, and those kind of things. But clearly, the impact on, on women through the pandemic and the kind of jobs that, that women have has been severe. And I would say, say two things to that. One, we need to make sure we're valuing those jobs more. But also, we need to look more at the security of women's employment. And you know, I'm a I'm mum myself, and I know so many women are juggling. Um, work and childcare and if that Mm. work that you have itself isn't secure or isn't well enough paid that is a huge stress in your life so actually we need to get women into more secure better paid more flexible jobs um, as a result of, of coming out at uh, this pandemic. So I think maybe some of those things are what, what he meant by that comment.
7: How did you feel then when uh, talking about childcare, when you may have seen those reports that Boris Johnson sought financial help for childcare because he didn't realise how expensive it is?
2: Well, I've no idea if that's true, and I wouldn't like to speculate on it. Um, but, it, it, you know, childcare can be expensive. That, that's absolutely true.
7: Um, It is. It's really expensive, especially for women who are single mothers. Uh, They need to go out to work, you know, all those things that come into it. And then some don't have flexible working hours because that's not a legal requirement. Absolutely. We
2: have got a big problem in this country in that I'd call it the area of family policy, because um, I think that women do want to work, but they don't necessarily want to work a lot of hours when their children are young. And actually, I think there was a survey a couple of years ago that 80% of women with under five want to spend less time working. Now, at the moment, so many women have no choice financially. And actually, although there is some free childcare after three, there isn't a lot before that. Mm. So it's a huge difficulty for women. And I I don't actually think the answer is more free childcare or cheaper childcare. I think the answer is allowing women and men, parents, to spend more time with their children when they're young. Because actually, that's the point of becoming a parent, isn't it? You want to look after, to raise, to uh, well, give your values
7: to isn't, isn't that a choice of the parents, though? Because the women who do I mean, want to work or, or need to work also, it is, there is that point of, for some women and who are mothers, it's an absolute necessity that they need to bring yeah. money and have food on the table Absolutely. for their kids. Absolutely.
2: That, that's what I'm saying. And actually... Is that what we want as a society? Do we want to um, force women, essentially force parents, to work full time when their children are young? Because it's not even in about. But it's
7: not even about forcing; it's about giving For- them the choice. Exactly. And at the moment, so many women don't have that choice yeah. because of the
2: way that mm. our tax system and our benefit system is set up. Really, you need more than one full-time income to keep your family afloat. Now, that isn't necessarily the case in other countries. We don't have to do it like that way. Mm. There are ways we could reform the tax system. We could reform the benefit system. We could pay child benefit up front instead of spreading it over 18 years to give parents that choice when their children are very young, uh, and to take that stress away of having to be out of work. Because I agree with you, many women don't have the choice at the moment. They absolutely have to work and they have to pay for childcare. But I just don't think that that's necessarily the right thing for our whole society. And I personally would like to see that change. The parents do have more flexibility in those first few years without losing the finance that they, they so desperately need. But you know that, that's a big area of, of reform um but uh, but as i said i don't i don't you know childcare is an issue absolutely um but i'm not sure that more and more free childcare is going to solve the underlying problem which is that life is too expensive for many families uh, who don't want to work all hours who actually want to spend time with their families
7: okay um that was a big topic area. I mean, we could carry on talking more. Of, we, could talk <laughs> yes, all, we could talk for hours about that. Um, yeah. I, I do want to move on to the Ofsted report that found around nine in 10 girls have been called sexist names and sent unwanted explicit pictures, that boys share nudes like collection card games, that often abuse goes unreported because girls feel like they won't be believed or that it's so normal that there's no point in reporting it. What do you think needs to happen? Again, we're talking about the kind of women and girls and yeah. a, a culture that seems to have become normalised here of sexual harassment in schools.
2: Absolutely. And this is it's an absolutely terrifying issue. And I think we all, you know, people who've got children, teenagers, know that things aren't good. But I think when the Everyone's Invited website um, was, was shared so widely after the tragic death of Sarah Everard, I think it, we've really mm-hmm. woken up to the endemic culture of sexism and sexist abuse in in schools. And, I mean, I think there are many, many reasons for it, but I think a huge cause of it is the internet and access to pornography and access to um, unhelpful images. Mm. Um, And with every child having a smartphone now that is constantly connected to the internet, adult parents don't really have a lot of control over what our children are sharing. And there's plenty of evidence out there to, to suggest that if boys are exposed to those kind of, of images and uh, videos from a young age, their idea of what is normal and how you should treat women drastically changes. Mm. And this is, I think, my personal view, is this is where uh, this this problem is coming from. And we have to tackle this and we have to be very um, strict and determined about this. Now, I think the government is looking at banning mobile phones in schools. I think that's a good start. And they're certainly taking the office report extremely seriously and have changed guidance. But actually... Um, I think we, we need to go further. And I think we need some, some ways of actually preventing children from viewing these images and even from some of the social me- media platforms. So it's easy to pretend you're whatever age it is uh, that you're supposed to be, sign up and view. We do have the technology to, to stop that, to require age verification. Mm. Uh, and I think that is, that is absolutely a way we can go. We cannot have our children exposed. This kind of revolting content online It is going to have an effect on the way they treat Each other, how they treat women, how they Have relationships for the rest of their lives And and we just can't allow, we wouldn't let our child Just run across the road without supervising them But at the moment they're on the wild west of the internet With no supervision
7: and that just has to change MP Cates, thank you very much for your Time this morning. Thank you very much
0: Tune in every Sunday 10am to 12 noon for Anila Dhani on Sunday, giving the British Asian Community a voice on the matters of The day.
8: to the love lounge I am of course the love doctor and I do have an incredible single person lined up ready to get flirty at 8.30
0: calling all singles are you ready to get flirty at 8.30 message the studio now and let the love doctor of sunrise help you find love
8: that's right, it's time to get flirty at 8.30 and I have got a beautiful single person on the phone right now. Her name is uh, Sash, she's from Northwest London. How are you doing? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. Glad to hear it, very glad to hear it. Indeed, I thought I'd lost you then, I was got really nervous, like my heart stopped in my chest. Don't do that to me! Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a pleasure to have you here anyway. How have you enjoyed t- today's gorgeous weather?
3: Oh, it's been amazing. I've had fun in the sun Oh,
8: all that's, that That sounds about right as well. A bit of fun in the sun. That's all we like to hear. But anyway, I'm so glad you decided to join me. And I wanted to welcome you and I say to you as well that um, uh, I promise I do not bite that much, so do not worry. But we're just going to ask you to get a little bit flirty with us at 8.30. I'm going to ask you some simple questions about you. And if there's any gentlemen out there that like the sound of you, I invite them to get in touch. And who knows, we could perhaps make love happen here on Sunrise and even have maybe maybe our first sunrise weekend are you up for that yeah let's give it a go let's give it a go absolutely Ryan. that's what i like to hear real enthusiasm there come on come on give me a bit more enthusiasm (laughs) nothing to lose nothing
3: to lose Everything everything
8: to gain exactly say sash say i'm ready to find love with the love doctor
3: i'm ready to find love with the love doctor <laughs> that's work what... your magic work <laughs> your
8: magic <laughs> that's what i love to hear oh listen okay so the, my first question to you sash is uh i would love to know the the, the kind of person who would be your ideal soulmate
3: um just someone who's down to earth easygoing uh go with the flow likes you know the outdoors and you know socializing enjoying themselves friends family nothing too
8: serious no one too serious so a non-serious person who likes family going out being sociable uh, connecting with friends family that kind of thing yeah definitely good summary there okay cool that's not too bad see i do listen uh, <laughs> uh, my next question to you of course important stuff as well let's get the important stuff out of the way now you you're welcome to not reveal your age or tell us how old you how young you are should i say and the kind of age of the person you would love to have as a partner in your life
3: 40 something so um um, I think it'd
8: be fair to say 40 something works for me 40 something so a nice 40 something gentleman out there any 40 something gentleman you know what to do right just drop me a whatsapp 07925 700 272 but let's find out a little bit more so uh Sash I want to ask you tell me one like quirky fun thing about yourself that not many people know about you um what many people don't
3: know about me um I don't know. I've had some strange hobbies in the past. Oh, uh, I was tell us one. Of
8: hot, air ba- hot air balloon club. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Ago. That is absolutely <laughs> awesome. I love that. But I hope that means you're not full of hot air yourself. Just checking.
3: No. I'm very <laughs> cool. Cool headed. You're cool
8: headed. <laughs> that's what I love to hear. But that is such a funky hobby. Like, what made you stop doing it?
3: Um, I just moved to a different job and started doing other activities less
8: time the boring things oh bless you but you know what that is such a cool hobby to take though what an awesome one i've not come across that before which i love all right so now uh next question to you um your date wants to pick a movie for both of you uh what kind of movie choice that he would make would make you happy
3: Uh, definitely not a rom-com. More Probably action thriller, um, murder, suspense, something like that. Not a rom-com and no horror
8: movies, please. Uh, Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay, no horrors, no rom-com. So tell me one thing that we'd like, one kind of movie that you would like him to choose.
3: Um, Probably something like Alien or Predator, a bit of sci-fi.
8: Wow, I like that. That's very different. Oh, very cool, I must say. Um so there you go ladies and gentlemen, uh, sorry, should I say gentlemen. Uh to the gentleman out there, a lady who doesn't want to be taken for rom-combo would prefer a sci-fi. Hmm, now that's an interesting catch. Um last question to you. Uh, and I want you to get really flirty now. Tell us in the the most sensual voice you have, right? <laughs> uh you're perfect. <laughs> like, you know, your your date decides to then just while you're at the cinema, go off and get you some ice cream and he asks you what flavor to get and you say surprise me but what would make you happy what what would he have to return with to make you really really happy
3: mm, uh he, it definitely isn't gonna be a boring flavor um so you know um something fruity maybe cheesecake flavored but definitely
8: nothing chocolatey and nothing boring. Oh, wow. You don't like chocolate. That's interesting. You've t- you've turned out to be a very unique character. You used <laughs> to do Hot Air Ballooning, part of a Hot Air Ballooning Club. You like a sci-fi movie over a rom-com. And you prefer something a bit kind of fruity but not chocolatey uh, when it comes to ice cream. So even maybe a sorbet instead. Maybe. 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 Okay, that's very interesting, I have to say. This is why I need your help, you see. You, You are definitely a rare breed, I must say. But you know what? I am the love doctor, so nothing is impossible to me. So I have to say to all the gentlemen out there, if you like the sound of Sash and you think you could choose the right ice cream for her, pick the right kind of sci-fi movie and maybe even fill her up with a bit of hot air (laughs) sorry i don't know if that came across as rude or not i have no idea my brain's not working today but either way all i'm going to say is that if you sound like the kind of gentleman who maybe would be suitable for our lovely Sasha, then i want you to drop me a whatsapp and i can arrange an introduction and who knows we could have some sunrise wedding bells wouldn't that be awesome sash Wow, that would make the year, wouldn't it? Absolutely. So I tell you what. One last question for you, very quickly. I wanted to ask you. Come on, then. Uh, just tell us anything, any message you want to send out to the men out there who are also single and looking for their ideal soulmate. What would you say to them?
3: Oh, be brave. Get out there. Make the most of the summer. Um, and restrictions lifting. And make the most
8: of it. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Sash. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on. And I truly, truly hope, I'm not not just saying, it that we find you love. Or you find love as well. Um, But I genuinely think you're an awesome human being for coming on and for having such quirky hobbies and also tastes as well. I absolutely love it. You are a superstar. Thank you so much, Sash. Thank you. You are, honestly, I mean that really genuinely from the bottom of my heart. Now, did that hurt that much?
3: No, no, no. It was painless.
8: Good. There we go. Can you just tell all the other single people out there to contact the Love Doctor, get involved, and get flirty at 8.30. Go for it.
3: Come on, guys. You've got nothing to lose. Give it a go. It's harmless. It's painless. Come and get flirty
8: at 8.30. Oh, I love it. Oh, you are a absolute superstar. Thank you so much, Sash. All right, let's do this. I've got the couple on the phone.
0: Here we go. It's time for the couple's game. How well do you know your partner?
8: I have got on the phone, I have got Shanila and James. How are you? How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. Good. How are you, mate? I'm very good. Thank you so much for joining me today as well. We're going to have some fun. Are you guys ready? yeah he's ready we're ready <laughs> all right so we didn't get a chance to speak much before when we were on air off air should i say uh, so welcome to you both we're going to play the couple's challenge and it's very simple how it works okay so one of you will be leaving the room and when the other one has left the room i'll be asking the other person five questions when we are done we'll call the other person back and they have to try and guess what their partner mm-hmm. answered does that make sense Sense, yes. perfect before, okay. before we do that though before the you room, go before we, I leave the room go no be, before you go do not worry actually first first things first let's introduce you guys uh so this is shanila and james welcome to you both by the way how are you firstly yeah well we're doing good, good
9: trying to cope with the covid, COVID situation as, as better as well
8: as we can of course i think everyone is james are you there as well I'm there yeah brilliant james glad to have you on board as well and how are you my friend great good 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 that's what i like to hear right okay so uh, okay, don't worry don't worry, no, no, okay. so what we're going to do by the way as well just so you know shalina it will only go one direction today but if you want it in the future do it the other way to see how much the other partner scores we're starting to do that as well so what i want to ask you both now is who is going to be the person who is going to leave the room today
9: I'm not sure. Uh, so it's going to be only only one person who's
8: going to answer, right? That's right. So one of you will be answering questions today, while the other one will leave the room first of all.
9: I think I think I I, I would like to answer.
8: Yeah. Okay. So you're going to answer the questions. That means James, you're going to leave the room. So when you go out, go somewhere where you can't hear, and then we'll tell uh, Shanila when to call you back in. Okay.
9: Oh, someone like, leave the room. Go go,
8: in, go to go to Daniel's room. <laughs> go and go, in, go in, James. go to my son's room okay? James is currently getting told <laughs> alright no problem at all you tell me when you're ready when he's out of and the he's room gone, he's left. left to our son's room ok perfect thank you so much Shanila by the way I forgot to ask you just before he left how long have you both been together
9: uh, we've been together for uh, all, for nine years We met in two, 2012 March, March 2012
8: Lovely, okay, nine years Okay, so that's a good length of time Perfect, right So I'm going to ask you five simple questions about you And let's see how well James knows you, okay? Okay. Question number one to you. Tell me, Shanila, what is your favourite naughty snack? So, you know those times when you just feel like you need to munch on something? What's your favourite go-to chocolate, crisps, you know, samosa, whatever it might be. What's your favourite go-to snack? Uh, Mine would be crisps, for sure. Crisps. Okay. Any particular type or just crisps in general? Just any kind of crisps. Any kind of crisps. Okay, cool. That's good. I like that. Uh, Question number two. Uh, who is your favorite uh, music artist, or do you have a particular favorite song that you absolutely love? My
9: favorite music artist would be, uh, my all-time would be would be R. D. Berman.
8: Oh, really? Okay, cool. Do you think, um, do you think uh, James uh, James is going to know that? Oh i don't think so <laughs> let's try anyway see what he says all right that's going to be a tough one for him bless him. uh question number three i want you to tell me one thing that is on your bucket list that is you know something that you're really dying to do in life that you have to do before you leave this world
9: i want to go on a luxury
8: cruise oh really any particular location that you want to go as well um, I would like to be on a Caribbean cruise probably nice that's so nice I love to hear that I really want to do a Caribbean cruise as well I think that's definitely one that's on my bucket list as well okay question number four for you Shanila um, what is the best holiday that you and James have been on together
9: oh yeah that's very easy and back in 2012 when we'd just been dating for a few months uh, we were in Qatar okay that's when we met in Qatar and then uh, he came here on his school school holidays, and I also came here with him. And then we went on a on a road trip across Europe. It was beautiful.
8: Wow, I like that then as he well.
9: We came here to first to England. Then we went to France uh, on the boat. Across, I mean, on the on the on the ferry, and then we went all across Germany and.
8: Belgium and lots of beautiful places. Oh, that sounds amazing! What a great trip! I love road trips. Absolutely as well. romantic memories, oh. very, very nice, very good memories. Yes, oh, I bet I can imagine that's so so good. I love to hear that. Um, uh, right, that's awesome. So, four questions already. Question number five last one is your favorite film of all time, and it could be Hollywood, Bollywood, or otherwise.
9: But, um uh, it's a difficult question to do to, the to only one film.
8: <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what do you think? All right, I mean, if you want to give me two, that's fine, but then you pick one out of those two.
9: <laughs> oh, God. I, I don't know. I, I would say I thought from the two, but I love Shah Rukh Khan. I, love, I also love uh, love Anil Kapoor. Um, so it's um, a difficult choice, really.
8: I've got so many movies. Oh, oh I, I bet. I know I it's. love, a, love, love, love. I know, it's a tough one. It's a really tough one. But if you had to pick one, or even just one that you really know that you love, you could watch any time, what would it be? I would say kuch kuch hota hai. Say that again? Kuch, kuch hota hai. Kuch, kuch hota hai. Oh brilliant Okay cool Sorry I missed that one Okay Kuch Kuch uh, I mean of course right who, who doesn't like that film at all right It's one of my all time favourites as well I love Shah
9: Rukh Khan So I just love all of Shah Rukh
8: Khan's movies Oh he is brilliant isn't he Like he's such I a I love Mehuna by the way Mehuna. ah great okay cool i'll tell you what i'm gonna make a note of both because i know this might be slightly harder for james but we're gonna write it down anyway and see what he says so we've asked you five questions now so if you want to give james a shout tell him we're ready to go uh call him back and let's see how well he does um okay let me call him james no problem at all and come back come back come back, come back come she, while she was she's calling him uh i'm just gonna remind you as well if you're any couples out there who are listening in right now and you want to take part in the couples challenge just drop me a whatsapp when i'm on do when i'm on there on air doing my show and of course you can also take part just like shanila and james did they messaged me in the middle of the show and just said we'd love to take part and i'm so glad they decided to as well right so james are you there Here you go. yeah hey james how are you doing James, are you there? Yeah, yeah. He's here, he's here. Yeah, okay. say something loudly. Yeah, I'm here. Ah, okay, gotcha. I can hear you now. I couldn't hear you before. Brilliant. Okay, cool. James, so I asked Shanila five questions. She's given me her five answers, and I'm going to ask you the same questions, and you've got to try and guess what she answered. Okay, so question number one. I asked Shanila, what is her favourite naughty snack? What do you think she answered? Wheat and nut chocolate or crisps uh what was the first thing you said fruit and nut chocolate oh fruit and nut chocolate or chris okay cool no worries um uh, question number two i asked uh shanila to tell me her favorite song or music artist now this may be a tough one for you but what do you think she might have said james are you there You <laughs> think he, he wouldn't have a clue <laughs> I know. I knew this was going to be a tough one for him. Any ideas at all, James?
4: <laughs>
8: no. <laughs> all right, we'll we'll come back to that one. So don't worry. Yeah. Uh, question number three. I asked uh, Shanila to name one thing that's on her bucket list. What do you think she said?
6: Auto.
9: Yeah. What? Something I wanted to do before I die.
0: Oh yeah. She
8: wants to go on a cruise. A cruise. Nice, any particular location you think she wants to go on this cruise? Any particular part of the world?
9: Uh-huh. <laughs> you see America.
8: Oh, America, an American cruise, okay. Well- We'll come back to that, no problem at all. Question number four. Uh, I asked Shanila to name the best holiday destination you've both been on. What do you think she said? Paris. Paris? sorry James I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you did you say Paris? Paris 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 okay cool no worries Uh, Paris and last but not least I'll be revealing the right answers very shortly by the way Uh, and last but not least of course I asked Shanila to name her favourite film of all time what do you think she answered?
2: Oh I wouldn't have a clue something with Shah Rukh Khan in it <laughs> the
8: well you know what I tell you what I'm going to accept that as an answer because I think that is uh, a pretty decent answer
9: yeah he knows he, he knows I adore Shah Rukh Khan but I'm sure he, <laughs> he wouldn't know the name of the movie but I think he he has watched this movie with me once he wanders
2: around hills singing <laughs>
8: i love it i love it that's so funny that's pretty much it so any film where he's wandering around singing in the hills would qualify i think in this case <laughs> all right james you've answered all five questions so now i've got to do the tough task of uh totting up the scores let me do this hold on so um mm-hmm. 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 Okay, cool. So I have totted up, okay, because that was a difficult one, because there was a couple of grey areas there. Uh, but just out of curiosity, how many do you think you've gone out of five?
6: Um, well,
9: I haven't got five. How many do you think you've gone,
8: you've done correct three? Alright, cool. You think you got three? Well, I, I need to keep you in suspense a bit longer, but let's do a quick drum roll with my high technology of me drumming on the desk. It is, you scored three out of five well done my friend way well done let me tell me let me tell you what you got you got um uh, question number one you said a fruit or chris she did say chris so that's right favorite music artist she said RD berman uh, obviously a very famous bollywood singer question three cruise she actually said caribbean cruise though so that was the one uh, but we gave you a point for that one anyway question number four uh, best holiday destination she actually said a road trip the european road trip that you guys did uh, so that- but it's just... Paris There's is in Paris. Europe. Uh, of course, Paris is in Europe. But he, he said one specific location, but you've actually gone on the whole road trips. I'll tell you what, half a mark for that one. Oh, so it's you got Paris? Three, right. three Paris and a half, course. yeah. You the got. You got we went, then we
9: went across the rest
8: of the Europe. Yeah. True, true, true. So, uh, t- on a technicality, you get half a point for that one, James. And uh, <laughs> question five, you did say Sharot Khan. She actually mentioned one of his films called Shot the Hair, but you said Sharot Khan, and she mentioned that. So, you get a point for that one. So, you got three and a half and a five. I think that is not too shabby at all. That is... (laughs) pretty good so what I would like to say to you guys if at any point in the future you want to come on again and reverse the roles and see how much Shanila gets and how well she knows you my friend we could do that as well at some point in the future would you like to do that you guys yeah Yeah, Yeah. of course message me and if you guys are the first ones to message in happy to do it we could do the role reversal and see how much you get Shanila how well you know James and in that case as well I will completely change up the questions as well so (laughs) I just wanted to say well done to you both. Thank you for getting involved. That was a it lot was of so fun. Much fun. Yeah, see, you guys were nervous at first, but that wasn't bad, was <laughs> it? Yeah. I think my, my speciality, my special talent is putting people at ease. <laughs> it was, yeah. yes. Even he's not
9: feeling better. Thank you so much, Ahmed. It was so nice talking to you. Oh,
8: it was lovely talking to you. And in the meantime, to all the couples out there, see, that wasn't too bad at all. If you want to get involved in the couples
0: challenge, just drop me a WhatsApp during my show. Catch our love guru Amit Soda between 7pm and 10pm every Sunday for That Chill Out Zone.